Welcome to the G-Squared Podcast, brought to you by G-Squared Professional Training and Coaching and Anchor.com. Every episode, we'll tackle a specific topic on anything and everything professional development. We will feature a guest on every episode and get into in-depth discussions that you will not want to miss. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, how do I get down there? Honestly, I put my foot on the brake and I just let the car go. <laughs> so like... <laughs> You can see, like, I'm screaming, going down this mountain, just like, ah, hoping this, like, I'm like, come on, come on, you're gonna make it, you're gonna make it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, this is Stevan. Welcome back to the G Square podcast. Uh, we're doing things a little bit different here. Uh, I have Andres with me here. We I came from Charleston and visiting because we're recording this on the Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, we're doing so a little something different. So I'm gonna be running this meeting, even though he's sitting here grinning and with a smile on his face. You know, so this is gonna be good because you guys won't be hearing you know the echo of the phone. You know, here taking ownership of the podcast. I'm gonna take over from now on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but today we're here to say hi to the people. Hey, everybody. So today we're here to talk about, you know, all of you listening to our podcast. We, uh, we want to thank you because we're almost to 600 uh, listens. So thank you very much for the support. You know, we really like that um, you're enjoying these uh, and we like providing more more information for you guys. So um this one this podcast we're going to be talking about what to do after a conference and you know in the previous podcast we've talked about internships and what you should do and not to get discouraged if you get if you don't get anything or interviews and but today we're going to specifically be talking about what to do after you get that um that offer you know and and it's because it, it's a it could be life life altering you know and it, it depends on whether it's an internship or full time and we have stories that we're going to be sharing here um but um it is it is important to take into consideration what it is that that you're going to be doing so i guess to get started let's talk about um internships you know a lot of a lot of our listeners are you know just got an internships and they have their offers with them um, so what would you like to start off with, Andres? Well, here's the thing. So recently, after speaking to a lot of people, you know, obviously a lot of people are starting to get their offers and which is as great as it is, um, they still, you still need to start thinking, okay, if I accept the offer, what's going to happen? Am I going to get relocation? Am I going to get paid the right amount of money? Um, what are the the guidelines? What are what are the conditions of the internship? Um, these things you have to take into account because, let's say for example, you accept an internship with X company, and you realize well, they're not gonna pay me to get out there, so it's gonna come out of my pocket. Um, they're not gonna pay me enough, so is it really worth the time to go out there? Um, is the experience gonna be worth while? Am I gonna actually learn something? Am I going to actually gain enough experience that the company that I might want? eventually will hire me. So there's a lot of these things you have to take into account. So I understand, and based on personal experience, the, the excitement and like you finally got an internship, but now you really have to be careful in what decisions you make from now on. So Goose, we talked about this a while ago, and you got your offer for your full time from conference. Right. What, what was the thing 
you got the offer. What happened? Uh, okay, well, well, so hold on, because you, you put, before we get into that, there is something you mentioned that, that is important. It is like, you got to take into consideration, like, the consequences of, like, your decisions, you know? Um, and you talk about internships and you talk about, you know, your job and you really want to, even though you got an internship or your full-time position, you really want to take into consideration that, um, that whatever you decide, that is going to be part of, um, your work experience and where it leads you to. So, um, speaking specifically of that, it's like, you know, you have your offer in your hand and you got to take, you got to, you got to think, it's like, is this really going to take me and give me the experience that I want, um, to get me to where I want to go? Because I've heard of stories of people that just take the internship, uh, specifically for the experience and they get stuck in an industry that not necessarily is something that they want to do, but they're getting the work experience anyways. Um, and then two, three years down the line, you get, um, you, you try to get into the company that you want to get into, but you have no relevant experience to what it is that they want to do. So now going back to your question, Andres, when I got my offer, I honestly didn't even know how to react. I just remember I was just like, like, I was a little bit in shock that I had finally pulled it off and you know, you um, I had been wanting to work for Boeing for so long that you, you, I was just like, you know, this is, this is amazing. But I was like, oh, okay, I got it. But I didn't have any emotion. I was just like, because I, I didn't know how to react to it. And I remember we were talking about it and, uh, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I got an offer. But, I, but <laughs> it's like, but it was a full-time position, right? And then once you have time to actually process it, it, it starts, um, I... I took it more as like what you were saying at the beginning, right? It was like, I got the job. I got the job that I wanted. I got the job with the company that I wanted. And so I didn't care, you know? And so, although I did have a good starting salary and they did pay for my relocation. And so I did take that stuff into consideration. I didn't take my entire life into consideration. So, um, and what it meant. So I was just like, yeah, I'll take the job. And I ended up moving to St. Louis. And that's a story for another day. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you really got to take into consideration where you're moving. That was an all- life-altering decision um, that, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't take it back. I think, I think where I am now, it's all thanks to making that decision. But, um, but at the time, really wish I would have known what I know now to really sit down and think, is this the right path for me? Mm. You know, so, but it's the pros and cons, right? Cause like, what do you, what do you do? You know, do you, right. cause, cause now I say it like this, but it's because I learned all of that going through all of that, yeah. that I can say this. Right. So would I take it back, you know? Right. So, um, I don't know, would you want to share some stories about, cause I know you also had stories. So <laughs> you, you live here in Orlando and you're here and you have your job with a, a company that you wanted to work for. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and I have talked about how, how you learned from our mistakes, like your friends that graduated before you. Yeah, yeah. And then also from like your experience, like going to California and stuff like that. So do you want to share like a little bit about your S- California story? So, yeah. So like what you said, like 
a lot of my friends had graduated before me, so I was kind of there um, hearing out their their worries, their concerns, kind of the things they were doing, and I would take that into account. So when it came time for me to graduate and accept an offer or whatever, I'd be much more aware of the decisions I needed to make. But going back, yeah, like when I got my first internship, like I mentioned in the last episode, I had the offer. It was it was a good offer. They were going to pay me well. It was in California. Um, it was with Northrop, the company I wanted to work with. And it all kind of worked out. It was my first internship. And for those who have listened to me and my stories, obviously for me it was a big deal. It was finally a chance to go prove my worth and all that stuff. But the thing is, is that I guess being in that high, you know, even though they didn't offer relocation, I figured, well, I'll save my money, right? I have six months, six or seven months from accepting the offer to save my money and get my butt out there to California. But I really didn't think of like, okay, the little things that could happen. So the story really is, I saved my money. My plan was, all right, let me, I'm going to fly out to California I'm going to find a place and then I'll be there for the summer. So during the spring semester before I left, I did some research. I started looking for places to stay. Uh, I ended up finding a very affordable place where it was pretty much a house where they were just renting out rooms. And that was kind of my plan. So I I called them, we made the arrangement, I made a down uh, deposit and I figured that's it. I'm done. I'm good to go. I just need to get there and I'm good. I'm good for the summer. But the thing is, is like, I think a week before I actually left, I was visiting my parents because the semester was done. um, And I was just there kind of hanging out with them before I left. And I had this weird, strange feeling saying, I think I need need to take my car. Like, I have to take my car. Something's telling me I need to take my car. And I couldn't afford sending it out there because it's very expensive, you know, sending your car out there on the truck or whatever. Right. So I was like... And this was a nervous conversation to have for my parents to convince them. Because my car was a 2001 Nissan Altima that every year I had some sort of issue with. At this time, they already had like 300,000 miles on it, right? It was, it was up there. It was, there. It was up yeah. there, yeah. It was pretty bad. But then I, I kind of explained my situation. I said, listen, I just need to take my car. I'd rather have my car with me just in case something were to happen, right? Um, luckily, they agreed. So that same day, we went to, to our local mechanic guy and he kind of did the whole you know, spark plugs, tire rotation, all that stuff, oil change. So then I think a week later, I went on a trip. I came back. I just packed up my, my junk and just, just drove. So I went from Orlando and it took about five days because I stopped every day. And I didn't want to push my car because I just drove like eight hours a day just to kind of give my car a nice yeah. <laughs> a nice break. So I, And I had friends along the way. So I stopped like at New Orleans. I did sightseeing, Vegas, Grand Canyon, um, Texas, all that stuff. But the last day was from Vegas to um, to L.A. And on the way there, I called the place I was supposed to stay. And they wouldn't pick up. So naturally, I was like, okay, what's, what's, what's happening here? I get to L.A. I'm exhausted. I mean, five days already driving. Yeah. I just wanted to get to my place, sleep. I get to the area. I get to the front of the house. It was probably in the most sketchy neighborhood. It did not look anything like the pictures online did. I walk in. They had like a little desk there. It was like a living room, but they had a desk there. It was like a little reception. I walk up to the lady and she goes, I say, hey, listen, I have I have a room reserved for me. Right. You know, here's my paperwork. Right. Here's the receipt of the deposit, all that stuff. 
And she did, she looked at this computer she had, and initially she was like, oh. I go, that's not good. <laughs> what, what do you mean? And she's like, well, we made a mistake. Um, we accidentally gave the room you had reserved to someone else, and we have no more rooms. Yep. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I was angry, not only because of what's happening, but I was so exhausted. And I was like, what right. are you telling me right, right now? So it, it was a little bit of back and forth. And, and, and luckily, she gave me my deposit back because I was not going to leave there without my deposit. I was like, no, you're giving me my money back. And then I, I remember walking out, getting in my car and realized I am freaking homeless. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anywhere to stay. I'm in L.A. I remember you called me. I, I couldn't believe the story. <laughs> you, you, you were at a, I think a Walmart parking lot or something, going on your phone trying to look for places to, like, like any I, room or whatsoever. I was just driving, man. I was in, I was in uh, Central LA, which I found out eventually from my coworkers during that internship. That was probably the worst area to be in. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, but yeah, I drove. I called you. I called another friend. I called um, my parents. They were naturally freaking out. Um, I ended up going to a Walmart just to buy something to eat. Um, well, I know I ate at Chipotle, but I bought some stuff to have in my car, like water and all that stuff. And then I ended up finding, it was getting late. So I found this, this sketchy motel <laughs> in the middle of the city. And I was just like, all right, I want to stay here tonight, just rest and just figure it out tomorrow. So I woke up the next day, took a shower. All right. Like me, super early. Like super yeah. early. And I was like, yeah. all right. Let me start doing some homework. I bust out my laptop. I was checking out like at 11, so I had some time to kind of really plan out my day. And I drove, man. I, I went, oh God, I went from place to place, and I literally grew my thick skin because of LA. Right, Because yeah. people are just rude. Yeah. They don't give a crap. They're like, yeah, they don't. you only need three months? No, get that out. I was like, yes. what? <laughs> Whoa, I got proof, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be, I'm going to get paid, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, whatever. So I remember it was like like one o'clock. I was exhausted already. I ended up going to a parking lot where it was a big plaza, and there was an LA Fitness there. And I started thinking, all right, worst case scenario, <laughs> I'll sleep in my car, I'll get a membership at LA Fitness, and I'll take a shower at LA Fitness. You know, that's right, what I'll yeah, do. Yeah. And I actually went in there, and I spoke to the spokes guy, and he gave me the tour. I was like, all right, I'll take a shower there. You know, you know, you're like thinking I'm, about yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a pool, you know, doing all this thing. But it was far too expensive. And I started getting depressed. I was like, wow, you know, yeah, what the hell, man. So I remember going out and there was a Barnes and Noble nearby. So I was going to go use their Wi-Fi to keep looking. And I remember distinctly, there's this guy walking and you can clearly tell he was homeless, too. Right. But he was obviously homeless, homeless. Right, right, right. right. So I walked past him. He looked at me, gave me the nod. And I kind of went. I feel you, man. <laughs> like, I understand what you're going through right now. <laughs> so I got to Barnes & Noble. I'm doing my homework. Now, here's the thing, though. At, in the morning, I had contacted a number. This lady was renting out a room in her place. But she didn't pick up. So I naturally went, whatever. Right. right. Next, next. Yeah. yeah. When I was in Barnes & Noble, I was looking at these places. And I was like, right, let me go, let me go to those places. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got back into my car... I got, I got the phone call back. She was returning my call. Right. And she answered, and I could tell she had a Hispanic accent. Right. So I was like, yes. Right. I'm going to work this. Right, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, listen, ma'am, um, I'm looking for a place to stay. I didn't want to bombard her with everything mm-hmm. yet. I just mm-hmm. wanted to wait. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance I can come by today and look at the room? 
Hey. Super nice. She's like, yeah, I just finished off talking to someone. Feel free to come. She texted me the address, and I drove. I started getting ready. I was going to milk the whole Hispanic yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. I got to the place. Decent neighborhood. Decent house. It was pretty, it was pretty old, but whatever. At this point, I was like, I don't care. Um, I walk in. Sweet old lady. She, and, and we start speaking Spanish. And I, this is going to sound completely mean, but I saw a cross. You know, Jesus on the on the wall. Yeah. So I was going to milk the... the I remember I want to milk story, the religious yeah. side of things. You know, so I walk in there, I sit, and, I, and I, I, I was completely honest with her. Listen, this is my situation. This is what happened. I'm from Orlando. I'm a good Christian student, you know. I'm a <laughs> Catholic. I believe in, you know, Jesus and all that. And and I just desperately need a place to stay for three months. I know you guys were looking for someone for a permanent kind of thing, but... This is my offer letter. This is how much I'm going to be paid. It's not a lie. Mm-hmm. Right. I guarantee yeah. you'll get rent. Yep. And she was so sweet. She was like, no, I completely get it. It's fine by me. Let's just wait for my husband to come home. We'll talk to him and then we'll figure it out at then. So she made me lunch, man. She made tamales. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So we're eating. We're talking. <laughs> she even called my dad just to kind of explain the situation. To kind of have them kind of, kind of talk. Right. And then... I was kind of getting a little nervous. I don't know what to expect with the husband because you never know. Yeah, because really. you've been sitting there for a couple of hours and he hasn't shown yeah, up. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're man. Like, yeah. I don't know if this is going to work. Anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> and then he shows up, small little guy, just really small mm-hmm. little mechanic guy, Hispanic too. And I was like, explain the situation. He's like, yeah, no problem, man. So I went to my car. I had this like foldable mattress thing, busted <laughs> it out. I put it in the empty room and I passed out. <laughs> Gone. And I was relieved, man. Yeah. I was so relieved. But the point of the story is... You still keep in touch, though, right? I haven't, I haven't, I've lost touch recently, but the following year, when I went back, I was already dating my now wife. And I, we kind of last minute were like, you know, let's, let's yeah. pop in and see And we did see him, and it was cool to kind of catch up with them. And I've been, yeah. I lost their number because I changed my number. So I actually thought about it the other day when we were preparing for this. I was like, I need to, need to find a way to get a, get a hold of them. Right. But anyway, so yeah, the point of the story was... The excitement of getting the internship and doing the most minimal research thinking, all right, I'm done. Yeah, you don't think about I'm good. it. You don't think about what's going to happen or like what, what's, what's ahead, you know? Yeah, and then, but I guess the feeling of having, I'm glad I had my car because I, I can't imagine flying in and not having Jack, you know? Yeah, and no you're, way you're of basically traveling. like on a bus. Exactly. You know? Yeah, or like. The, Through a city you yeah. really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they, yeah, it worked out, man. And, and then I was there the whole week. And I was nice, you know, I cooked for them at times. They, they never had Colombian food, so I was like, all right, let me make some, mm-hmm. something. And they were super sweet. They were so awesome. And I had my car break down over there a few times, and they were able to help me fix it and all that kind of stuff. So really good, really grateful for those guys. So, yeah. I remember I remember your, your drive back, though. This is, like, just a funny side story, but I just remember your ride back. You drove back. And again, like the car that he just mentioned. And two funny stories <laughs> from that drive back was you, you want to tell the people like you going in Utah? Okay, so, <laughs> so, um, so it was the last weekend. A few of our friends were coming down from Seattle because they had interned at Boeing. So I was like, well, we're going to meet up in LA and uh, Las Vegas and we'll spend the night there. And, um, you know, from there, they're gonna, they were going to continue that route south, like I-10, that goes from literally California to Florida. And I remember um, I was going to go visit a friend in St. Louis. So I was like, all right, I'm going to meet them up in Las Vegas. I'm going to go up Nevada, and I'm just going to go east. But now seeing Colorado, 
Kansas, all that route. Yeah. So, as I'm getting to Utah, I'm noticing my gas is running a little low. I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to stop. So I see a sign on the side of the road that says gas station in like 10 miles. I'm like, Psh, I got this. I can yeah. make it in 10 miles. I get to the exit. The exit, the exit is shut down. It does not exist anymore. Whatever gas station was there was like... Some Resident Evil stuff. Yeah, like, like vacant, like yeah. apocalyptic looking thing. <laughs> and I was like, crap. Uh-huh. So I kept going a little bit thinking maybe there's something else. I see another sign that the, to- the, the town coming up was 20 miles out. Right. And honestly, I had like... I was already on E, man. I was, yeah, I I was like, this. oh my God, no. So I texted... I think I texted you. Yeah, you did, yeah. I texted my, uh, my, my, now, my now wife. I was like, listen, this is my mom's number. If I don't make... You don't hear from me in like two hours. Yeah, that's some, what you said, yeah. Something happened to me, okay? <laughs> Come looking for me in Utah. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like... <laughs> at this point, I'm in um, the top of a mountain... In Utah, like you can see the beautiful terrain. So if you've been to Utah, you know what I'm talking about. Beautiful terrain, and I could see the town in the valley down there. Just I could see it. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, how do I get down there? Honestly, I put my foot on the brake and I just let the car go. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you can see like, I'm screaming, going down this mountain, just like ah, hoping this like I'm like, come on, come on. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. <laughs> Luckily, I got to the exit. Like, I did like a three, like a drifting, like, mm-hmm. into, the gas into the gas station. Yeah. I got out, put the thing in, the, you know, the, the, the thing into the, the, the tank and just sat there going, I made it. I made it, man. And then you also say that, like, you went to turn off the car and the car just basically just thump. Like, you went to turn it off and it was, like, so empty that it just, like, boom. It, yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, you're right. It, it, when I turned it off, it just went, boom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I think right after that, I drove a little bit further to, to like, the nearest um, hotel I could find. And just, like, uh, Yeah, you were so exhausted. I was like, that. oh, my God. And I was, like, near the end of the day. So I was already, like, the whole day I was driving. So Now, the second part is that same trip. After I got to St. Louis, I was like, all right, I need to get, to, I, I want to get home. I'm done. I want to get yeah. back to Orlando. <laughs> and we were going to be roommates. So I was going to end up being at your place. Right. So I was dedicated. You know what? I got 13 hours. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to yep. hit Orlando and I'm done. <sighs> so it was after what? Tennessee? Yeah, you were you were already like in Georgia. Yeah, Georgia? Yeah, yeah you were Georgia. like Georgia, like almost to the Georgia-Florida border. And you gave me a call. <laughs> and I just remember it's like you had been driving for like, yeah, a good like eight hours. Yeah. And so you still had a good five hours left. You give me a call and you're like, hey, man, so the temperature gauge in my car keeps like swinging back and forth. Is that normal? <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, that's not normal. He's <laughs> like, well, and you're like, all right, well, well, let's see what happens. And then you're just like, and then you're like, again, kind of like the same thing as Utah. If you don't hear from me in two hours, I'm somewhere on I-75. <laughs> so I remember when that started happening, after I called you, I stopped at like a McDonald's to get some coffee. It was like the only thing I could find. And I just started thinking, should I go or should I wait? And I didn't want to spend more money in a hotel room. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. F it. Kept going. The thing just kept going like 
up, and I knew and obviously just like went all and it would down. go back yeah, down. Would go down. And I, obviously, I knew if it was going up, I need to stop because that's happened to the car before. Right. I would have had stopped. Yeah. But what got me was it kept going down. I'm like, what? What's happening? Like, <laughs> the car is just cold. Yeah. Is it like? Yeah. Like what's going on? And then you were telling me because I was driving by Gainesville and you had a friend in yeah, Gainesville. Yeah, Gainesville, yeah. And you're like, dude, if you need to stop, I know people. Yeah. And like I was an hour out of Orlando. I'm like, no, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to go. risk it. I'm going to yeah. risk it. I got this. I made it this far. Yeah. And the like, thing though, it was already like midnight. You got home like at almost two o'clock in the morning. I got two o'clock in the morning, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I got to your place and I remember, I will never forget this. As soon as I parked, dude, I was putting the brake and the brakes sounded like they were like middle grinding like yeah and i was like oh <laughs> so even though i was relieved that i made it i was scared that the next day i was gonna get in my car which isn't gonna work anymore <laughs> then yeah then you and i went to eat like mcdonald's breakfast because i was starving yeah yeah and yeah that was that story but bringing it back around i mean this these like long stories is just to um you know show all of like all the consequences that you know you don't really think about when you get that offer, you know, and you, you don't think about like the changes that you may have to make, the moving, the the possible having to take your car, you know, mm-hmm. um, things like that, like maybe your car breaking down or, you know, being homeless, you know. Uh, so it's like those things that you really have to take into consideration when you when you get that offer, you know, that in I mean, relocation definitely helps. Um, and here's another thing, side story to that. Like my second internship, they had offered me relocation. Because I was like, no, I'm not going through this again. If They, they, they need to offer me relocation. And right. luckily, I was able to negotiate. And they said, yeah, we got... It was a different sector of the company, so they had that relocation package. Right. But the thing I didn't consider, which, again, I didn't do my homework, was they offered me, like, let's, I can't remember what exactly the amount, but let's say it was like $2,000, right? Mm-hmm. I did not take into account that that's before tax. So right. yeah. they were going to take yeah. about like almost half. Yeah, half of it. Especially of when it comes to relocation, they take more. Exactly. So I was like, you, and then when I remember when I got there, I was, you know, I got the, the new, already great place. Like I learned my lesson the first time around. Yeah. Everything was set. Yeah. I get there the first day. They're like, all right, your relocation package is going to come on your first paycheck. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Got the first paycheck, half. <laughs> and I went I went to someone like, what happened? And they're like, yeah. no, it's that's they taxed you, man. This is California. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's that was... another thing. You just brought up a great point. Taxes. Mm. Know the state you're going to. Yeah, the cost of living. The cost of living, the the income tax, like the state tax. It's just like you gotta know all of that information because the the number, like your base pay may look fantastic. But you don't really don't know how much that actually is until you're there. So you really should do your homework, um, especially if you have like three offers. Because I had a student, uh, someone I mentored in the past, call me recently. She has three offers on the table, all great companies, all great locations, and I asked. I just pretty much told her you need to find out what the cost of living is for each of those cities, right? And and see if the amount they're giving you or offering you is enough for you to survive um because you might because x company in seattle might be offering you 80 grand where texas is offering you 65 for example but you know that seattle obviously is a lot more expensive to live so that might actually balance out to what they're offering you in in texas so you got to do that homework um and then then that goes into the whole renegotiating thing but that, that will get into that in a different conversation 
Um, but anyway, besides the money side of things, there's the thing about delaying graduation. Because there's several internships or co-ops. That's true. Where they're saying, we're going to need you to take maybe a semester off to work with us. And that's something you have to take into consideration. Is it worth putting off your graduation? My opinion is, it really depends on the type of experience you're getting. You know, if it's an area that you really want to get into or, you know, that's very valuable for future employment, maybe. But I had, a, I had a, someone I'm mentoring that had an offer that they wanted them to work for one whole year. Right. And that was obviously going to delay the, the, the graduation further than, than necessary, I think. And which I kind of go, all right, that makes sense. I don't, I don't think that's worth the, the, that much Well, of I time. think you also have to take into consideration is... Um, as a student, how how are you putting yourself through school? You know, and your and your mm. finances and stuff like that. Are you getting uh, federal aid? Because sometimes, like, if you take a couple, like, a year off or something like that, that could affect it. Yes. So, yes, you're right. You're right. Um, so you need to take that into consideration when deciding if you want to take a co-op. Is how would that affect your student finances and and that that aspect of it? You know, yeah, because there's loans that that if you're not working for like six, if you don't go to school for like I think six months six or months, something, yeah. they start charging they start you. charging you yeah. um, the rates and all that stuff. So that's something yeah. also to take into consideration. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall, an offer as great as it great as it is, you really need to be careful. I mean, obviously, they will companies will not offer you something if they didn't think it was good, but you really need to for you find out if this is good for you right and one of the things is like we've been talking about internships but you know for those of you out there that are about to graduate and you got a full-time offer um you really need to take into account where it is that you're going to go live um because um my myself as an example right i i i really wanted to work for boeing and I, I went and I got the job and uh, they, they were like, oh, would you mind relocating to St. Louis? And I'm like, no, whatever, like whatever, whatever it takes to, you know, for the job. And that was I had never been to St. Louis in my life. The first time that I went to St. Louis was when I drove up to move there and live there. Um, and it was like middle of summer, but for some reason that day was gloomy. And I was like. Oh, this is going to be fun. You know, like, and I just like drove around. I didn't know where I was going and met up with like a friend and um, I found a nice place to live. But again, I had never been to St. Louis. So it became a, it was a different culture. It was just like, just completely different style of living. Just people are different and it's fine. But as time progressed, it was not a fit for me. And the thing about a full-time position is that this is it, you know? It's not like a, like an internship. Like, yeah, when, you're in an inter- when you take an internship position, please do take everything we've talked about into consideration. Um, but if you mess up, in three months, you're back. You yeah, know? if you didn't like the area. If you didn't like, like the area, in terms of living. If, yeah. you, if you messed up in terms of living where you just go somewhere and then you're like, oh, gosh, like this is not for me. Three months later, you're back where you came from, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with a full-time position, you're not. You're kind of stuck there. For at least a few years. Yeah, especially because, you know, living, it, it, if you leave your job before at least a two-year mark, that's, that looks really, really bad, especially in the in, engineering industry. So 
um, yeah, you're kind of stuck, you know? And so you really got to take those, th- that stuff into consideration. Like I, I grew up in Florida. Um, San Luis was my first winter. <laughs> I literally almost froze to death. I remember you called me. <laughs> you're like, I'm afraid to go outside. And I'm like, well, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the sun. And so. you're like, I'm going to go get a public sub. And I'm like, Oh, that's another thing. You know, like little little things that you don't really think about. I mean, like, um, um, I didn't know any of this. I was so clueless, you know, and naive yeah, to the fact that like things are so different in different parts. What I always, what I always tell people, especially if you're looking for full time, is like you need to consider as great as the company might be. You know, you're working there nine or eight hours a day. What are you doing the rest of the day? Right. Like, are you gonna have yeah. you gonna go to do your activities? Like, is the location? going to give you that nice work-life balance because that's really important work-life right. balance um and that's why like as we said in the beginning hearing all my friends go kind of through this and kind of be lousy at times and and then wanting to go somewhere else i took that into consideration when i was looking out for a full-time offer and at the time i was like well i want to stay in orlando i don't really want to go anywhere and so i focused my search in this area and i got right. I, I honestly feel really fortunate to have gotten something so close by so where when I hear complaints from Esteban, I kind of go, "Well, you suck." Cause, you know, <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. So, well, sorry. those were my San Luis days. I think once I moved to Charleston, I think got a lot better. Yeah, and then you know, obviously there's a, you know you, when when Esteban says you're stuck, you know obviously you're there for a while, but doesn't mean you know, there's opp- opportunities elsewhere as well because he took the opportunity. To yeah, go. yeah. So I actually was only in San Luis for exactly one year because. I didn't like I I didn't like it and so I mean I had to sign a one of the and when you get a relocation package you, you have to sign a contract saying that you're not gonna leave the company for for at least one year, um, or else you have to pay it all back, um, so, you know that was my quote unquote year and I literally left the day that the oh yeah yeah that the contract expired, um, and I stayed with the company but I moved to I moved to Charleston. And yeah, things got a lot better. So yeah, you're not stuck. I was with the company still, um, but I did. I worked really hard to get out of there, and I only spent one year. You know, looking back at it though, um, a year was not that bad. Like a year is not that long. You know, year goes by fast. I mean, think about 2018, how fast it went. Like this year, we talked about it this weekend. You um, know, like I mean, hearing you complain for like more than a year. But oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, not again. <laughs> No, but no, you're right. It's like it's like, time goes by so quick. Like I can't. I, we just we're just talking about this. Like, you graduated literally almost five years ago. Yeah, I'm about to come into like three. Yeah, and like, it's like it was yesterday. And I just started my master's a year ago, and it's yeah. already been a year, and I'm yeah. halfway done. So it's like, what happened, man? Like, what what's? And we're getting older, and we can't walk anymore. And... <laughs> Oh, let's not talk about that. Oh, but I can say I can say a year is not that bad because I've already been through it. Right, you right, know? right, right, right. So the the point of the story though is that for somebody going into the workforce, um, we focus so much on getting that job because it is hard. You know, it is hard hard out there. You know, to find a job and like get to where you want to go. So like pursue your dreams, but at the same time, you know. Um, be smart. Yeah, be smart about it. Like the job is not everything, you know. And so, like, like I said, you know, I look at it back now. Year is not that bad, but I should have really considered everything else 
It worked out. You it worked know, out. It worked, it worked out, out in the end. It did work out in the end. Like, like everything's good, but it, but you really gotta take those those that stuff into consideration. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You want to add anything else? I mean, just just uh, fix your car. You know, <laughs> make sure you know where you're gonna live. Um, but no, overall, just really take the time to whatever time frame they give you to accept the offer whether it's two days three days a week really take the time to assess is this worth my time my effort and is it going to be good for me in the long run because it will help you the internship overall will help you with experience and all that stuff especially when you start looking for other internships and other full-time offers but you want to make sure you're not wasting your time right so you don't want to you don't want to waste your time because you know er, just like going through the career fair going through getting the job is about you this is also about you you know and these companies yeah if you got an offer congratulations and that's great that means that they 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 want you there you have accomplished something you have, that yeah a lot of people don't get to exactly but at the same time at the end of the day it's just a job so you need to do what's best for you and what you think is best for your career and your life. Um, just because you got an offer with like X company that it's amazing or something like that. If at the end of the day you sat down and you looked at all the options and everything that we talked about today and you decide, you know what, this is not for me. That's okay. You can say, no, no thank you. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. Because you say no thank you and like, it's happened, you know. I've heard stories, and like, it, it, it is. You you may at some point some some of you may feel guilty, but don't feel guilty because they don't. So like, it's just business. There's someone else waiting. There's to exactly take exactly. Yeah. They don't. You say no thinking. They're like, okay, great, and they move on to the next person. Like mm-hmm. that's it. So I know some of you listening have gone through this thing. And you saw the email response from them saying, okay, thanks. Let us know if there's anything else we can do. That's it. Yeah, And they're, already, they're already going to and the next all, person. Yeah. And that, that's it. On to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. They got to meet a quota. They got to find yeah. somebody to fit the position. So they're not going to get offended. And if they do, then they're acting unprofessionally. Cause exactly. It's, it's part of the job. So. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't want to work for a company that think, that takes that, you know. That attitude towards that you. That attitude towards yeah, you saying yeah, no. Yeah. You know, like if they're entitled for you being there. No. No, you don't want to be like that. You don't want to. You don't want to work for somebody like that. Yeah. So. But anyway, I guess I guess that kind of covers a, a very general overview of the things to consider when you get an offer. Um, and I know sometimes it's a quick turnaround when it comes to like you're you're waiting to hear back from other companies. Maybe you have an offer already, but you want to see if you get the offer from somewhere else. You know, it's perfectly okay to maybe ask them, "Hey, is there any way you can extend the time to really give me?" an idea of maybe something else might come on. Like, say, can I get more time? Right. So I can really assess what I want to do. And it's fine. And it's up to the company to say yes or no. But, you know, don't feel that when you get an offer, you're already kind of like, you're done. Don't feel like you're already working for the company. You you know, you still have the option to say no, like Goose said. Yeah. Um, But anyway, like always, if you guys need any more advice when it comes to this, and obviously we don't want to, we could drag on for a long time talking about this but yeah and we have more stories too. and we have more stories but <laughs> for the sake of time um if you need more advice need help always reach out to us you know find us on our website social media all that good stuff um but yeah so hopefully next 
episode, um, we're going to be talking just kind of our, our last episode of the before the holidays really kick off. Um, just seriously talk about something more deep in the sense of self-growth, where taking any of these opportunities like internships, jobs, all that stuff, the things you do at school, the things you do at clubs, organizations, how does that really help you become you? Right. So I want to be bringing in someone that kind of who's currently going through that phase in their lives and then sharing the stuff that I went through as well and hopefully help you guys think of what the bigger picture is in this whole process of finding a job and all that good stuff. Um, but that's next time. Um, but for now, Goose. So I'll leave you all with this. So to everybody listening that just got an internship or a full time, congratulations. That is a very big step. Uh, you guys did it. Um, here with Andres, like we wish you the best of luck. Whatever you decide, we know it's be would be like the right decision for you. Mm-hmm. So just always think about yourself and what's best for you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, congratulations. And so without being said, until next time. <laughs>